What on earth is that? It's a journey into comics network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Brought to you by the power of the Journey Into Comics Network. This is the Journey Into Comics Podcast. The show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey Into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the chimney chunks. Hey! Excellent! Finally. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, true believers? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. Hey, it's Journey into Comics 342 as we ride the gravy train to 350. I am your pod daddy, Nate. Today, joining me, he is the pod master, the pod master blaster. He has also worked his tail off in the past week and change since we've last spoke to him. Welcome back yet again to the show, my co-host, Brando. How's it going, bro? It's going all right, man. And uh, let's just rephrase. I've been working my tail off, but I haven't been working my tail off at work. I've been off work. There you go. I've been off work. Unfortunately, the um, uh, semiconductor issue has affected uh, my place of work, uh, as it has affected a lot of people's places of work. And rural supply chains are messed up, uh, number one, due to the uh, pandemic, but also due to... Um, um, uh, it, because of that big issue at the, at the canal, uh, was that Suez Canal? The Suez Canal with yeah. that big ass boat that just parked her shit up on the shores. <laughs> yeah. She so, was just like, I don't fucking care who you are, where you're from. I'm parking this shit right here. Enjoy. Yeah. So that's caused some issues. I'm not sure how many issues that's caused with us, but, uh, it's unfortunate furlough is no fun. Uh, Furloughs, no fun. That's kind of a kind of a funny little statement. Not the episode title. I don't. I. I, I don't think because I'm not gonna because no. the episode's not even gonna be about that. But no, I did. Uh, I mean, we're. I mean, we're making some changes. We made some changes to the bedroom, uh, to my podcasting space. I now have a dedicated corner that is actually suited to my podcasting taste. Um, when uh, like, let's pretend that corner was where I was podcasting before. It's not. It was the other corner. But literally, I, I, I had to be facing like this way and went with my back to the wall because there's nowhere else to be. Now I have a desk. I have two screens. I have my I have my entire gaming collection in here uh, with me. And that is also... That, that's awesome. I like, I like seeing my games. I like seeing my collection. I like looking over here and go, man, did you ever play the game Baroque? Yeah, baroque. Right now I'm feeling PlayStation bar- too. Right now I'm feeling baroque uh, in my wallets with being furloughed. So, um, okay, no, not really. I I, I I did get paid this past week due to the fact that well we worked the 
though two weeks before, and also uh, we like we're getting uh, you know uh, unemployment and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to be completely bust ass broke, but it's no fun, man. Nobody... And because of it being involved with coronavirus, you get pandemic unemployment assistance, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, yeah. a huge come up. Oh no, absolutely. If it, if we didn't get that, I'd be out there on the, like on the street corner, like uh, hiking my pant leg up. Being like, hey, ninja, just go do some door dashing, fam. That's what you do, or some uh, some Instacart. Well, I mean, maybe I'll add that to my repertoire. Ah. Um, but uh, no, uh, I've, I've been working a lot, uh, moving stuff around in the house. But also, I, I got I got sidelined by a couple of days uh, due to the fact that I got my second uh, vaccine shot. I got Pfizer. Uh, you did I got as Pfizer, well. Pfizer, Pfizer too, bro. And uh, see, my wife got it last week. She got Moderna, and uh, you know she felt it uh, the second day. So. Uh, I got mine on Wednesday. I think you got yours on Thursday? Yep. Okay. So I got mine on Wednesday, you know, and that night I really didn't feel much, man. Uh, The first time on the first shot, I did feel, like, really fatigued about 9 o'clock. Like, not more so than my normal, man, I need to go to bed kind of deal. No, this was like, I can't keep my eyes open. I need to go to bed. (laughs) This time I didn't feel much. I didn't feel anything, but I didn't sleep very well. Who knows why? Maybe it's my own deal. Maybe it was the vaccine. Could but, also be every time you moved in your sleep, your arm hurt, which is what happened to me. Well, I okay. So the first shot I got at my left arm, which was a, I thought, hey, it's, it's my least dominant arm. I'll you, I'll get that one. Well, I tend to roll over onto that arm when I sleep. So I learned get at my right arm and like it'd be better. And it was better uh, for pain wise. However. I didn't sleep very well, so I like I woke up and had to. Uh, it was one of those mornings where I kind of had to wake up and just get going, and that's not me. I'm one of those roll over on the side. What's going on in the world? Lay here for about ten minutes just to get my get get everything you know, get, you know gather my bearings, if you will. Yeah, you got to get your bearings together sometimes. I mean, that's what we call getting right in the morning. Yeah, you know. Well, I, I didn't get that, and. uh so I had to get so I, I, I got up, got moving. I, I, I felt exhausted, uh, but I wasn't feeling it yet, you know. Uh, but boy, did I. Uh, it, it definitely hit me like a truck. Uh, I was expecting it. So like I didn't get started uh, cleaning or rearranging uh, like I wanted to get do it. Like I purposely said this day is kind of like my recovery day. And it definitely was because you know around 10 a.m. 11 a.m. it was starting to hit me. I felt very lethargic, muscle aches, chills. Uh, I I eventually went and laid down in bed for nap time. <clears throat> the baby's nap time became my nap time. Like, <laughs> I, oh, me too. Pick me. And uh, I laid down in bed. I felt cold. It, but I wasn't cold, so I woke up feeling worse. By the way, uh, I woke up from that that entire afternoon. I was just like, "Oh my god, what is the nap was a mistake?" Oh no, <laughs> I thought it would help. All I wanted to do was sleep. <laughs> it's a trap. Uh, I ended up calling my mom probably around seven ish, and that's actually when I started to feel better ish. Uh, it was still hard to move. It actually was kind of my, my muscles ached kind of into the next day, uh, Friday. Wow. 
you know, uh, Friday, I was actually still kind of recuperating a little bit. I felt tons better when I woke up. Like, I, I actually felt tons better when I was describing to you guys in the group chat how I felt. I'm like, I feel better now than I did earlier, you know, but I'm still, I, I'm still like wiped and then, and I want to go to bed. And I went yeah. to, I woke up the next day feeling better, but it was still kind of rough to move around and like, I would stand up and be like, Oh, my body's like, stop moving. But yeah, my, my experience was definitely, uh, in the vein of similar, but different because I don't think I told you this yet, but like the, f I did, I did, I, before we came on, I was like, the first 24 hours was fine. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, and everybody's like, Oh dude, after that first day, like around the time you get your shot the next day, you're going to start feeling like shit. And I was like, okay, 10 AM the next day. Okay. So let's go back. I go and I get the shot and it was a weird like situation where I got there at my scheduled appointment time and there were already 10 people waiting before me to get their scheduled time. And I had to go to work like right after, like I didn't have a day off. I had to literally just leave there and go. Mm -hmm. So I get in, I'm sitting there, this bigger nurse comes, she takes like six or six of them in total one at a time into the room to do the shots or whatever. One dude's getting a shingles vaccination. I was like, wow, that's interesting. I thought we were all here for the other thing, but okay, I guess shingles. Right. Okay, cool. So <clears throat> right before they're supposed to take me and I'm like, God, fucking hurry up. I need to get to work. The lady's like, um, Nate. Yeah, we didn't have you fill your paperwork out. Actually, I'm like, oh, God, motherfucker. You come on now. I've been sitting here the whole time, and you're just now realizing I didn't have paperwork right before you want to bring me into the room, and now you're not going to be able to bring me in the room because I don't have the paperwork. Okay. She's like, it's just questions 1 through 11 and then sign on the back. So I, like, blaze through that shit. I'm like, chur, 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 chur. here, go. I want Just get the fucking shot in me, dude. Like, I don't – it's fine. Different nurse comes out. Definitely more physically fit. She seemed to be one of those that had her wits about her and is very meticulous with everything she does. And what I mean by that is she had bandages prepped and this like whole setup before she even thought about giving me the shot. And then when she went to give me the shot, it was like, okay, are you ready? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, by the way, will you sign into V, v scan or whatever? V check. That's what it's called. To like check on your symptoms and shit. And I was like, oh, sure. Cool. Whatever. So I like scan the little shit with my QR code and I start to fill it out. And she's like, okay, ready? One, two. And by the time she said three, the needle was already out of my arm, and I had no fucking idea it even happened. That's how smooth she was. I was like, wow, you're like a pro at this shit. She's like, yeah, I've been doing it a while. I was like, okay, cool. And then she said a weird thing as I left, and it was like, of all the things to tell a person, my grandma, one of the things that caused her to pass away many years ago was Alzheimer's. It, taught, it, caught, it just took her brain. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's a very fucked up thing to witness dementia and Alzheimer's take a person like that. The nurse looked at me and she goes, well, if you get superpowers, we probably won't know for many, many years. Hell, it might even cure Alzheimer's. And I was like, what? That's just like so dead on random to say to specifically me. But OK. And I like just left a little bit stunned. So I went to work and like I started feeling OK. And then I did this once just to lift my arm. And I feel like I let all of the fucking vaccine just into my body immediately. <laughs> like. Oh, I don't feel good. I'm like real f nauseous. I didn't want to eat anything. I worked, you know, got off it. I was going to stay till six because I went in late. Yeah. At four o'clock when I'm supposed to leave, I was like, hey, guys, um, look at me. I look like shit right now. I'm going home. They're like, yeah, you look like shit. Go home and get some rest. I was like, okay, cool. 
Friday, I'm so grateful that of all the days I scheduled my vaccination, it was April 22nd. So I had Friday, April 23rd off because I watched so much good shit. I watched Mortal Kombat while I was fucking half dead. V and I watched the Falcon and Winter Soldier finale. The penultimate episode of Invincible dropped. It was like a perfect Friday. All while I'm just laid up like I can't do anything, but I'm just going to watch this and oh my god i'm gonna puke but i didn't actually puke and then it would be like oh my god i'm so hot get these blankets off of me get the thermometer scan yeah you're at 98.1 what is this vaccine uh so yeah it was hardcore and uh even yesterday when I went to work, I was a little like not lethargic, but I was fatigued. You said it really well. Fatigue is the thing I felt the most like I could not get going today. I feel great. So on Friday, she wanted to, my wife wanted to take advantage of uh, the weather and, and because it was going to be rainy uh, yesterday. I thought you were going to say take advantage of you. I was like, we do not need to hear those stories on the podcast. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so like she wanted to go on a walk, you know, she, she, she wants to be more active and get the kids out of the house more often. And I'm all for that. Let's go. And so we went out and I got like down the block and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Danger, danger, Will Robinson. So, Turn around, danger. As, as I said, I, a Friday, I was feeling a lot better. I didn't have like hardly any of the symptoms other than like some muscle aches. But once I started moving and actually started like, all right, let's go for a walk. My, I, I was still fatigued, just like you said. The fatigue was still there, so I'm like, man, I have like no energy. That was the hard thing to get through yesterday at work. Like, and then okay, so check this out too. Yesterday I'm at work, and it's ten thirty in the morning. And I'm like, I'm 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 not hungry at all. I don't want to eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. I don't want to eat lunch. I don't eat dinner. I have this nausea that's just still overtaking me. I'm fatigued. I just want to get through this fucking day and go to bed. Maybe to Sunday I'll feel good. My brain said, dumbass, you're working a full twelve ass hours. Do not not eat. You will die. It will be an appetite for destruction at the end of the night, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I ordered at ten thirty in the morning a giant fucking burrito. That I immediately put in the work fridge. I was like, I will forget about you for now. And I did. I legitimately forgot I even had done that. And then at like seven, I was like, fuck, I'm hungry. I need to get my burritos in the fridge. So I made that shit. And everybody was like, where the fuck did you get a burrito out of nowhere? And I was like, I ordered this shit at 1030. I was I like told him the whole story again. And I was like, now I'm going to smash. There you go. It was very good. Uh, Yeah, man. Uh. even though, don't let that discourage anybody from getting the vaccines. Trust me. Oh, get the fucking vaccine so get we can get it. back to normal, you fucks. Yeah, absolutely. The, okay, so what we went through was, was you know, it was like 24 hours, maybe up to 36 uh, hours of, man, this freaking sucks. But guess what we did not have? Like, thankfully, neither one of us, like, did, like, like, did you come down with Rona? Did you? Okay, because I didn't get, as far as I'm aware... I'm clean, baby. <laughs> well, now let's say that they have a different test in six months or something that doesn't go through my nostril down my brain hole because I just physically can't have things on my nose like that. It's just not a, a good feeling for me. Mm-hmm. It usually triggers me to like vomit violently. Uh, as soon as they have that a different kind of test that can detect the test for the antibodies and shit, and obviously it's a little bit harder now that I've had the vaccine. I'm really interested in knowing what happened to me October 31st of 2019 through 
January 10th or so of 2020, because in that stretch, every single day, Brando, I was taking 45 minute showers with the heat as hot as it would physically get just so I could get the steam just to breathe because hmm. I was struggling to breathe. I was super congested all the time. I was coughing like crazy. It all sounds familiar, but then I was fine. And then since all this, luckily, and all the, you know, COVID times we've had and possible scares of people I may have possibly been near that could have possibly tested positive after I've been near them that never did. I never had the symptoms. I never felt like shit in this whole time. I felt great during coronavirus, aside from, like, life, bro. <laughs> right. Um, so in October, it was like right after we brought uh, my my second kid home from the hospital. I got sick. I was I was supposed to be off that whole first week to help out, and literally I was just laid up sick the whole time. And I ran a fever from like Sunday night until Thursday, and on Monday it reached like one hundred two point nine. Damn, fam. That's one, yeah. That's one of the highest fevers I can recall ever. Me running, so beyond that, you got to go to the hospital immediately because you're frying your brains. And so, like, well, I also was like covered up. So, like, we uncovered me, put me, put me with some like meds and to help lower that down. And thankfully, it did. And she was like, "You need to go to the damn doctor. Go to the damn doctor." And I was like, "Ah, oh, you know what? Uh, you know, it, if I'm still running a fever tomorrow, I'll go." You know. And then Thursday, no fever. <laughs> But it didn't help because uh, I was coughing. It, okay, so I had all the symptoms of what would be Rona. We didn't know about it yet. But I just thought it was the flu. Ironically, second time in my life. Second time. Happened in 2005. Happened 2019. I get the flu shot. Then I get the flu. You fucking imagine. You want to know something crazy? I've never gotten the flu shot in, in my adult life, like from the time we graduated and beyond. I have never had the flu like that. Okay, so like the reason why I got it in 2019, without, with, so, so 2005, they were offering them free at work. I've never really had one before. Sure, let's go for it. So I did it, and then at the end of the month, I had the flu. Uh, this time around, we were having a newborn baby going into flu season. It's very recommended that you do get it. Just to protect the child, and, and you know, for her, she got it. It kind of passed through to the baby. You know, we all got the flu, sh the flu shot that year, and I'll be damned if I didn't get the damn flu. <laughs> Almost exactly, because it takes about two weeks for the vaccine to really kind of take effect in you, and you you have like some sort of immunity towards it. It's almost exactly to the two weeks that I got the flu. We, we, this is the day we got home with, with them. All week, almost all week, I was sick. So like for the first couple of days, it was like can't the baby can't come near me at all which is really not fair to her. But then I go back to work on that following Monday and I'm starting to feel better. And after that day, I can't talk. Whatever stuff was in me spread to my larynx and I like this for almost a whole week. And was it just a crazy flu that I got? Was it, you know, because there's so many conflicting reports about when and where and was this thing around before, but not as virulent as far as like how contagious it was? Because I was in the house with my family and nobody else got it. No, uh, like my wife didn't get it. The my kid didn't get it. The baby didn't get it. Thankfully, thankfully, and that's the same. We didn't have anybody in my household get it either, except for me. Right. So like, 
what was it? Was it that and we didn't know it yet? Was it just like, oh, this is just a flu? I didn't go because I felt like I could just fight it off. Maybe I should have went to the doctor. And they, but if that, in that case, they would have been like, oh, wow, you have the flu, you know? And then, of course, as soon as Corona started popping up, you would have went into panic mode of, oh, my God, did I really? And now I have to go back to the doctors and get retest. You know, it's a whole different process and how your brain would have reacted. Yeah. So, like, you know, it, I, there's really no telling. But what, like, all this go around is, you know what? I would gladly go through 24 to 36 hours of feeling crappy just to protect my family and the ones around me and, of course, myself from and help us all get back to normal and develop some sort of herd immunity to this because the reason why we need help with this vaccine is because they are it's evident that we ourselves are not developing a herd immunity to it because it's not the antibodies are not sticking around long enough so uh when when you get sick you get the antibodies literally uh sometimes the antibodies are with you for life sometimes they they dissipate after a while with this new thing with this covid it's like six months and they could be gone. And that's so, why there's a possibility we'll have to get a third shot. A booster in like, yeah, in like a year. But that's, you know what? I'll, fine. So be it, man. We'll do it. And, you know, uh, hopefully by, by then. By then we'll know a whole hell of a lot more. Exactly. And, you know, by then we get to it, we can hopefully get back to normal. I'm going to feel so much safer here in, a, here in about a week or, or two uh, about being around people. Not I, I'm if I'm still around people, I'm still going to mask up unless I know you and I know you've been vaccinated. Uh, but if we're outside and there's people around outside, I'm not going to be so worried about it. You know, if we're at the park and we're running around and having fun and there's some other people there, I'm not going to feel as like, man, we got to get out of here or we got to get distance. It, it, I've been very diligent to, to protect my family. And that's just unfortunately uh, what we've had to do. But. Uh, you said you 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 got caught up on a lot of stuff. I was able to uh, to, to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's what we're talking about today, primarily. We're we're not going to hit on Invincible this week because we're going to save it for next week because next week is the finale. Fucking that finale is going to be insane. And all I and, and just to lead up to that for a second, that episode was amazing. This whole season of Invincible has been awesome and amazing. Everything that it, is it, it's it, a limited series. Like I, it's going to no, be eight, there's going to be another season. Oh fuck yeah, that's great news. I know there's a lot of Invincible story to tell. Like, there's over, what, 130 comics? It's like 130 30 comics, something like that. Okay, so. so, yeah. Yeah, so, like, there's a, there's, there's a lot to tell. But, uh, and, and thankfully, and, and, and I think me and me talked about this last week, I'm not going to read ahead. I'm not going to get impatient. I'm not, I want to enjoy this as it's coming because I'm really liking how they're telling the story in the animated series. And they're treating it like it's just a regular series. But it's just a cartoon, and they had to have so much fun with it. But we're going to talk about that next week. Today, we're going to be touching on the finale and the season of Falcon and Winter Soldier, the second MCU series to come out to date. As we uh, head on to the through the year of 2021, we had almost an entire year. We did have an entire year of no MCU related. 2020 was MCU free, as far as I can remember. And yeah, we had a drought. We come into 2021, hit it with WandaVision, something completely different, but also really cool and awesome to watch. Well, Falcon and Winter Soldier was very much, very much akin to a, to an MCU movie. And so like, it felt very familiar in that tone. And I also feel like it felt as a series 
did like it did it, it was segmented within its arcs and and how they did it. In some ways, I feel like it was it, like it was fine and it was great. In other ways, I feel like man, if this just would have been a one long sitting thing, I think it would have flowed better. Uh, yes and no, because I feel like had we had it as just one long thing, like let's say they cut it to a four hour movie, a la the Justice League. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like there's still exposition and stuff that we wouldn't get. And there's a lot of, I said this last week, I think this show is is still groundworking the next phase. Mm-hmm. It literally did so many things to set up the entire future of the MCU. It is insanity. I mean, we even learned at the end of the episode, only hours after I had watched it, not even like maybe two hours at most. That they're they're doing another movie, which we'll get into what the movie is and the whole, you know, what that is all about, what they announced and things like that in a minute. But let's back up. First of all, smaller picture than bigger picture. What did you think of the finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier? I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. I feel like there is a glaring, uh, glaring plot hole. Uh, maybe not so much a hole. But it just did not make a lick of sense to me. It's a plot divot. Well, okay. Sharon has been on the run and hiding in plain sight. It is. It was no surprise. It was almost a giveaway that she was the power broker. But when she's like, come back, she goes, oh, what are you doing here? Eh, no one's looking for me here. All right, so we're just going to roll with this. All right, cool. That everyone has been looking for. Well, I mean, I, I listen, I do get it. It is sensible that she could sneak back into America, and because everyone knows, like, well, she's not been stateside since the fucking end of Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know, we also had the blip and all that shit. That's a long time, bro. That's almost a, you know, 10-year time gap in the MCU that she's been kind of gone. Of course shit changes, and, and when the world changed, she gained power. Power makes you change. So she took on this role as the power broker. She thought Carly maybe had this altruistic reason to save the world and, and, and maybe make it a better place. That didn't fucking happen uh, at all. Uh, but the question I have, and I actually have a possible answer, and I want your thoughts. There is a post-credit scene to this show, but it doesn't really like, there's not a, a fuck ton to take away from it. It's very mm-hmm. limited in what it gives you. We know that Sharon has been pardoned. She's obviously still like a fucking triple agent because she's playing the smile as soon as she turns around like, haha, got you, bitches. Lastly, though, most importantly, who is she on the phone with at the end? Right. Who well, do you think that could be? I have no idea at this point. Um, I had a thought because of a constant conversation that's been happening behind the MCU scenes for like the past six years, five years now. There is an actor who was a part of the MCU way back in its early origins, okay? They have since gone on to now be an Oscar-winning actor and has said time and time again, I would love to return to the MCU. I would love to get back into this person and play that role some more. Who am I being aloof about? Justin Hammer, played by Sam Rockwell. What a better person to kind of be pulling Sharon's strings than someone who's essentially the future of AIM, as it were, but not AIM, probably something different, Hammer Industries, obviously. Uh, <clears throat> pulling the strings, though, giving her these you know, directives to make things 
happen because he knows he's got uh, shit in the bank, as it were. Yeah, I mean, that definitely is a deep dive, and you're going to be, like, calling back, like, over, like, ten years at this point, right? Like, uh, hey, remember last time I saw you guys, I was making these crazy robots, and the crazy robots fought other crazy robots, but there were dudes in those robots, and then there was a dude with electric whips. That was kinky as shit, but I didn't make it. He made it. He just wanted his bird, man. <laughs> I want my bird. Uh, yeah. No. One of my favorite I... lines in that fucking movie, Mickey Rourke. I want my bird. Him and his freaky ass <laughs> fingernails. Oh, God, they look so weird. They freak me out. They just look like little like mushroom caps on top of his fingers. It's always weirded me out. Anyways, uh, no, this show... Uh, this finale was pretty good. It, it kind of kicked right back into high gear at the beginning, much like the last episode did. It didn't waste any time. We got right into it uh, with the attack and the continue. Like that's where I was saying that I feel like the flow might have been better if it were a continual thing and not just an overall thing, because then um, the threat got dealt with. It seemed it seemed like it got dealt with a little early. Not not the fact that it was early in the episode, but because it, it flowed so well, and then this then the pacing slowed down dramatically uh, for for the end, which is fine because you still had me hooked. I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing uh, per se, but uh, one thing that I liked, and I believe it was said by somebody on Twitter. And it was, Sam Wilson is not the black Captain America. He is just Captain America. That's the point. Yeah, absolutely. And, no, I I, I love that point. I absolutely loved it. Uh, Once again, I mean, this show was very self-aware. You know, uh, very, uh, you know, it's, it's striking a lot of chords, that that have been like, think about this show was supposed to come out sooner. Had had the palindrome not hit, um, <laughs> have you not heard of those weird like how? Um, Is this the Bennersnick Camberflash thing again? Okay, no. Okay, so TikTok and other like they won't allow you to say certain words. And stuff gets flagged. So like pandemic, same uh, same thing for YouTube. You get you, you get uh, copy struck. Or uh, you know, not copy struck really for that, but uh, you'll get uh, the videos flagged or demonetized. So people <clears throat> people come up with different words to say. It's like also on TikTok you can't say weed, so you use some other word for weed, or so you you can't say smoke like smoke. You can't say marijuana. You have to use another word for that. So they have different words and different phrases they use. So uh, it, it, it's it's palindrome, uh, pal- parallelogram. So many different things that, like, when when in context, you're using it just to just replace the word. But had we not had that, this this thing would have come out sooner. And you know, think of the irony. This is irony because this was not obviously planned at all. Because as I said, it was supposed to come out sooner. But you know, we, you know, we have the pandemic hit. We have the murder of George Floyd. And then Brianna Taylor. And then yeah. But then days leading up to the finale of Captain America, be, uh, Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. 
and this show being very uh very aware and you know we get the verdict in that case leading up to this last episode and there's actual vilification yeah like justice will hopefully be served and sentencing is of course all that's left to be done mm-hmm. but you know guilty on all counts is guilty on all counts and it's not you know not the first cop to kill a black man the first cop that's actually gonna fully pay for his crimes and hopefully start to slowly unwind and unravel the systemic racism that has been built into America and our literal foundation and that's really the problem well I I just thought like man like as we try to carry forward and, and, and as you say try to break down the walls of the system that has been built to make sure that we're all treated equally as we should be treated by the law, by by those that are supposed to serve and protect and uphold those laws. Whereas we live in a world and a, a country and a system that inherently doesn't, you know, um, have you listened to body count? The uh, ice cubes of band ice tea. So they just won a Grammy. He he won his second Grammy ever, and it was for best metal performance. Yeah, that's crazy. How cool is that? And he was so flabbergasted and speechless that, you know, uh, the thing is, is that so many people are finding out about it, myself included. I think I found out about it maybe a few years ago. They did a cover of Slayer Raining Blood. And uh, he's been doing this shit for like since the '90s, since since early '90s. It was another uh, outlet, you know, another way for him to get his message out. And uh, he he he, dude, he loves rock and metal just because he you know he just just because he's a rapper doesn't mean he doesn't love other shit, dude. Like, you know? I think that the stereotypes of music are funny, but mm-hmm. I think there's only one group, and you you listen, hear me out. There is only really one group that the stereotype really fits, and that's people that avidly love fucking country music. There is like, like I mean, there is a specific, like I can tell you without question that if someone who liked country music walked into my shop without even asking them the question, do you listen to country? I could point them out. There is an aesthetic. Side note, I thought it was so fucking cool. And I got to say, I am my own thoughts and my own preconceptions about Post Malone have now been completely erased away. I do uh, really admire him as like an artist. Uh, Yeah, he he did. He teamed up with Dwight Yoakam's band and did a couple of country songs for uh, Texas Benefit when they had that big, bad blizzard down there and to help to help people. Uh, I, I think Matthew McConaughey put that together to help uh, do like a fundraiser, and he teamed up and he did a co- he, he did like a he did like a Brad Paisley song and like some other song, hmm. and he just loves music. He he's he's made his money making rap music, because he said that's because he that's because he always said that he sucked at all the other shit he tried. So <laughs> let's try this. And uh, but no, Body Count Body Count did a song called No Lives Matter. And the very beginning of it is Ice-T speaking about, you know, 
when you when I say Black Lives Matter and you say All Lives Matter, you're you're pulling away what I'm saying. You're taking the breath out of it. He's like he's like I'm not saying that all lives don't matter. I'm saying Black lives haven't mattered, and we need to sure. we need to make it to where all lives can matter because Black lives need to matter. He goes, but but it goes, but he goes he goes the racism goes further than that because it's not just he goes it's not just color. It's it's financially. Oh yeah, man, this is crazy. Did you listen to uh, Dick and I's podcastrophe? No, I have not. So it, one thing I talk about in there is the class war, class wars, yeah, and how it's not racism is a front. It's easy to pin people against each other because they look different. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you look this way, they look this way. That you, I'm going to tell you they think this way, and I'm going to tell them you think this way, and that's going to make you guys hate each other. But what they don't tell you is like, hey, if we stopped all the things we're telling you and just talked about the actual struggle you're going through, where you're at financially, how you're surviving through this world that you weren't asked to be born on, you would learn that you cannot beat racism. And this is what the Black Panther Party, I know I'm talking about it again here, folks, but Fred Hampton was honestly a revolutionary because in his mind, it wasn't the Black Panther Party being created to be the anti-KKK. The Black Panther Party represented everybody. They wanted people of all colors, white people and black people and brown and and orange and and yellow and and every color possible to be on the same page because you realize that the systemic racism is only there to cover up the classism that's happening where the rich people have held us all down, really, by creating a fake battle for us to fight that doesn't matter. So... So I looked up the lyrics. So the the song, it starts off with him talking, and it kind of goes into him kind of rapping a little bit, because because that's kind of like the style. It's like heavy metal with him kind of just rapping. And, and if you ever heard like Ice T's style, it's kind of like talk rapping kind of kind of deal. And he says it's unfortunate that we that that we even have to say Black Lives Matter. I mean, if you go through the history books, nobody ever even gave a fuck. I mean, if you can kill black people in the street, nobody goes to jail, nobody goes to prison. But when I say black lives matter and you say all lives matter, it was that's like to say if I were to say gay lives matter and you say all lives matter. If I said women's lives matter and you say all lives matter, you're diluting what I'm saying. You're diluting the issue. The issue isn't about everybody. It's about, it's about black lives at the moment. But the truth of the matter is they really don't give a fuck about anybody. If you break this shit down all the way down to the low fucking dirty ass truth... He says, we say Black Lives Matter. Well, truthfully, they never really have. No one ever really gave a fuck. Just read your bullshit history books. But honestly, it ain't just black. It's yellow, brown, red. Anybody who ain't got cash, poor whites that they call trash, they can't fuck with us once they realize we're all on the same side. They can't split us up. Just let them, just let them prosper off the div- and let them prosper off the divide. So, like, it's really, it's, it's, yeah, it's because the fact is, is that unfortunately, like while we have poor uh, all across the country and that is, you know, again, a, like poor is a diverse class. It's also disproportionately black is it, like, like as well. So when you have police that, you know, profile poor neighborhoods, unfortunately, they're they're disproportionately black. So there we are. I mean, we we are we're, we're we're circling around the issue, and to have that kind of thing happen, the verdict that happened right as we are like, 
I don't want to say crowning a, a black Captain America, Sam Captain America. He took that mantle and said, I'm going to fucking do it. He took back the mantle because he realized what his role could be in history and the mm-hmm. story. And, of course, obviously, these are stories that are written by Marvel and Disney, and it's great. But the bigger picture of that story is amazing, and it's that um, everyone has an opportunity to be worthy of the title that someone bestows upon them. It is all in how you react to that and what you want to make the world that affects things. And it was Sam really being selfish. The start of the show, he is still selfishly mourning the loss of Steve and whatever Steve's journey has now become. And he doesn't, you know, accept that there can be another Captain America. And then as you unravel the series... And a series of truths come to light, and that's a play on the fifth episode's title. Sam realizes that he has to be the one to literally course correct. If it doesn't happen here, it's probably not going to happen because look what the America did. The minute he gave up the shield, they said, here, white guy, who's good enough? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Steve picked Sam because he's a good man. End of story. Not that he's a good fighter, not that he's a great Falcon, not that he's good with techie shit, not that he's funny. He's a good man. At the heart of it, he's a good man. What's that story that we just watched Falcon and Winter Soldier about? How Sam Wilson is a good man. Yeah. Every opportunity to make different decisions, difficult decisions, he's always on the right side of those decisions, trying to be on the side of driving everyone together instead of dividing them. And you have the beautiful storyline with Sarah. You have the great story with... Um, Zemo, which is still evolving and changing. Bucky's story is very impactful and powerful how they ended that. Um, you know, obviously we talked a little about Sharon and the power broker shit. John Walker. That's where I was getting to. That was the one I kind of didn't quite expect yet. What do I mean by that? I thought they were going to like, you know, essentially when he was amidst the fighting, that the government was going to come and be like, all right, we're arresting you and we're going to officially place you in the raft. And I was gonna be like, oh, yeah, the raft. Fuck yeah. Like, of course. But now there's this whole other thing that just kind of happened. And John Walker is a part of it. And then we have the Julia Louise Dreyfus Val character who we know very little about because she was in Black Widow, which hasn't come out yet that we haven't yet seen that's supposed to have happened before. It's very confusing, but we'll get there. That's why we're going to have to watch it in MCU pre-COVID order on this <laughs> new phase, you know, just to get like, what were they trying to actually tell us here? Shit is confusing. What I really liked about that is that they kind of like subverted the audience a little bit. I talked about in the last episode that I felt like John Walker's character is kind of a tragedy. Uh, yeah. They want you to believe that he is like a secondary villain that's going to fight against uh, Sam and, and Bucky. And in fact, we did get a fight scene from that, right, in the last episode. Yeah. Really good fight scene. What I really liked with that is that when you see him, like, hammer together a new shield and, like, oh, shit, he's going to come and tear shit up. And he, they, government can't stop him. They could take the title away from him, but, damn it, he's not going to stop. I like that he didn't stop. But this episode shows... He's not an evil person. He's still at heart a good man. He, He's a flawed person. And everybody Correct. is flawed. You know, what, 
you know, the wrong person for the title, maybe. Yeah, sure. You know, he made a very piss poor decision, and I understand where he was coming from when he did it. One of his best friends was brutally killed, and he wanted revenge. That, you know, in the moment, though, I mean, you're comparing them, but like, that's not something that Cap should be doing. He should be stopping them and mourning the loss. Yep, and 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 honoring his friend. Like, uh, you know, if it, if the, if if Battlestar would have been Bucky 2.0 and Steve was still around, mm-hmm. Battlestar's death would have been mourned properly. They would have done a whole fucking like funeral, and they would have had a memorial and all this shit. It would have been a big epic fucking thing where the death of him was impactful and mattered for a different reason. Right. However, in this, they use it as the crux of John Walker's transformation to who he really is. Back to what the serum shows us who we really are. So what does that mean about John Walker? At the end of the day, he is a fighter who will do what it takes, what is necessary to not just survive, but to win. And that's who he is at heart. He is a winner. And I know that sounds weird because he loses a lot in this shit, like <laughs> in a lot of different ways. Like he's the biggest losing winner. But, you know, um... <clears throat> what I really like, though, is that when he had the opportunity to win, to get the bad person or to save the people, he saved the people, he saved the people. And I think that that's I, I really uh, I wasn't expecting it. He's Negan Light, you know what I'm saying? Like eh, light, very light, very so it's light. Like, you know, he he brutally murders someone. Negan brutally murders someone. Obviously, it's not as such of a spectacle. Obviously, it's a re- reaction, retaliation, as mm-hmm. opposed to Negan just trying to prove a point. But then there's that whole you see a different side of the character as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And I know they did it in a very fucking short amount of time. I mean, they literally took it like from the last episode's end to the fucking to, to 20 minute mark of the finale. They're like, here you go. John Walker's not as much of an asshole as you thought. He's still an asshole, but not as bad. I like how he teamed up with them that like, he just kind of took off and said, Hey, we have, we still have work to do us three can stop it. Let's go stop it. I yeah. thought that was really neat, really cool. And then he didn't say shit to Sam about the shield. He didn't say shit to Bucky about it. He helped him. Yep. Took him down. Because he had realized, too, like, I have to rehabilitate myself because I totally fucked up. He realized, like, he was given everything. Mm-hmm. And they had then had everything stripped from him. Yeah. You know? Um, I wasn't expecting them to give him the title, though, by the way. That he got at the end? Yeah, they, yeah, dude, they just name-dropped it right there at the end. You're not a Captain America. You're more of a – or I'm going to need more of a U.S. agent. Meaning someone who can kind of play dirty and play by their own set of rules, which is what, what really U.S. Agent has always been about. He's the antithesis to Cap. He doesn't always play by the book. Yeah, it makes him more of an anti-hero kind of deal, that you know, doesn't it? You know, and uh, that's what I really liked about diving in because Marvel, Mar- the MCU doesn't have too many anti-heroes uh, that that we have seen in the main cast. Right, most of them are pretty altruistic. Uh, not perfect, no, but good people. And again, that's not to say that John isn't a good person, but you know, uh, he, as you said, he's going to get that job done, and, and he's, he's going to be able to wear the hat. What I like about it is that we now have the ability to explore his character further in other auxiliary works, whether it's a different spinoff show, wink, wink, or uh, the 
announcement that we got that they're developing a Captain America 4, which I think it's a no-brainer. <laughs> if they're going to do an, a, an actual uh, fourth Captain film with Sam and Buck, how do you not have John Walker vo- involved with that? Because he is now in this circle. You know, I believe the Very story should... So. The, the story should somehow revolve around the four, Sharon, John, Bucky, Sam. And uh, however that gets pulled around, whatever, you know, whatever it is, whatever new villain kind of comes up out of that. Because obviously, you know, that if, if that movie is being uh, developed now, we're not that that's not going to be a, uh, you know, early uh, phase four or anything We're that's going to be wait till after Blade and after Fantastic Four to get this shit. It's coming yeah. way down the pipe. Well, maybe not, though. Maybe they're going to bullshit us and then they've already been working on it. Who knows? Who knows? But <laughs> I, no, I, I really enjoy John's arc throughout the entire series. I I, 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 I sympathize with him. And, 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 I, and I think that's what they wanted. Uh, they wanted you to understand. Uh, they wanted you to root for Sam and for Bucky because, because both of them are at very hard points in their tenure in their career and their lives uh but then here's john who has everything and gets it stripped away from him and you're like ah, oh, he's an asshole but as you said yeah he's an asshole but he's, that doesn't make him an evil person you know there, there's a difference he didn't become just a murder machine he could have just become a murder machine he could have because he's a damn super soldier and that's one thing that's going to be very neat too going forward into bigger extraterrestrial threats they definitely hardly um, <clears throat> hammered on that in the finale. They didn't really utilize him as a super soldier much. No. Like, uh, save the save the truck. Yeah. Survive that crazy fall. Pretty much it. And then everything <laughs> else was just like minimal fighting. Not him going to fucking 11 and kicking a dude's chest through his soul. Dude, Sam you know? was kicking ass without being. And I also like the fact that he, he's not taking a super serum. He's like, I'm doing this on my no own. No super serum when you got Wakanda tech behind you. Jesus. Some pretty cool stuff going on in this episode. Uh, his new outfit looks pretty dope. Uh, Purity. I, yeah, and I do like how it's not just that he's now carrying the shield, that he has like the Falcon stuff he's carrying with him. He, you know, he, that, that was a big makeup of who he was, and it's still going to be who he is, but he's going to be an amalgamation now, and, and I like that. Amalgam. That's a nice little callback. Yeah, I was gonna say something, and I'm trying to hold off a sneeze. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I successfully held it off. But uh, Sam having the new tech is amazing. It allows him to kind of uh, again get around, not having superpowers. The Wakanda flight, you know, notice how he moved a lot faster with this tech mm-hmm. now, uh, more responsive and whatnot. Uh, one thing I wanted to kind of go back to last week's episode, I really paid attention to the color scheme of John Walker. Dick is mostly right. There is no white in his suit except for in two places. And it's funny symbolism that these are the two places the white is found. It's in the A's. Helmet and on the chest. It's, it's white, right? Only as in the only part of him that is pure is the ideology of Captain America, but not really. And then, of course, what do we get? And I brought that up to bring back to the finale of the final part of the episode. John comes out in the proper colors of U.S. agent, the black and red. 
Black and red is another team's colors. I don't know if you're aware of that. And we now have three members of said team officially legitimately cast in the MCU and existing. Looking at you, Thunderbolt Ross. Looking at you, Baron Zemo. And now looking at you, U.S. John Walker, motherfucker, agent. It's theirs to use. It's their suicide squad, so to speak. It really is. And uh, obviously they'll play by a totally different pre uh, precedent and set of rules. And mm -hmm. it could be interesting. Maybe this could be a weird soft open for how we introduce Deadpool. I don't know that that's <laughs> how they would do it. But he has been a deadbolt or a thunderbolt, not a deadbolt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, brain is still pfizer out, not fully function good. But yeah, man, I love the show. I love this series. Uh, v and I were talking like, oh, are they going to do another season of this? And I was like, that's kind of hard to do now mm -hmm. because they changed the title at the end of the episode. They did. And then they announced shortly thereafter they're doing a fucking Captain America movie. So there you go. There's your there's your second season. So there's your second season. That's not a second season. It's going to be an epic movie. They're going to, you know, maybe they'll spin it out and do a mini after series or something to continue, like, some of the continuation stories and stuff. I'm interested in seeing what the Captain America and Winter Soldier story has happened to it while we are in the midst of this coming secret invasion. Who gets replaced? Who will come back? Now, let me tell you, not a lot of people talked about this. My brain just thought of something. In Secret Invasion, there's a really epic moment. I don't know if you read it yet, Brando, or not. But there's an epic moment where a ship returns to Earth. And it's all the OG heroes that the scroll have had tucked away. And one of them is a very old <clears throat> Captain America. How incredible. Because we just heard, didn't we just recently hear that Chris Evans is in talks to return? Yeah, we heard some rumblings about that. So wouldn't that just be a like a shock moment? Because if they if they can quell that rumbling and only be there and we don't cover it a lot more and it doesn't become a big fucking headline that everyone's going, he's going to be in the new Cap movie. And it, be, it just stays kind of buried in the lead. If there comes to a moment where the movie's ending and there's a post-credit sequence and Sam's in there, you know, and he's maybe mourning the loss of Bucky and Bucky tragically, you know, sacrificed himself or something and he's like, you know, dealing with it. And then you hear Sam and he turns around and it's fucking old man Steve is still in the fucking cap gear and he's just like super confused. Like, we need to talk. <laughs> like, the whole world will be like, what the fuck is happening? How's there an old man cap? He went in the past and he still got the suit. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I get the feeling that they're not going to... And they've been doing this for both series now. And they've been really careful with their writing and to try to subvert expectations of what could be and try to be really creative about not doing anything too bombastic you know, everybody thought WandaVision was the start of the multiverse, pulling in Evan Peters. Oh, crap. It's Evan Peters. We know what this means. It don't mean shit right now. It don't mean shit. Right now. Right now. But, like, they, they, it didn't mean anything. And people were a little upset about that. 
in, in other words, like are, like, are they upset about the show or are they upset about their own expectations, right? Uh, mm, Last Jedi all over again, you say? Yeah, Last Jedi or even the, the previous... Rise of Skywalker. Like the whole, like as a whole, right? Uh, I kind of feel like that's the same thing with geekdom in general. As long as we could, like... It, it's cool to have expectations about what could be and, 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 and discuss and theorize and have some cool ideas, but also keep an open mind about what they're actually going to do because literally there's a couple of dudes sitting down writing this thing like, oh, this is so cool. But then uh, some other dude's like, that's not as cool as what I thought of. And then all of a sudden now it's bad. Uh, I saw something from Stan Lee. This was this, this is awesome, and I wish I still had it. It was a video, and it was him. He he's he's like he's like you know what I get tired of hearing of. Who would win in this fight and against this fight? Who would win against this fight and that fight? Because you know who's gonna win? Whoever I want to win, because I'm the writer. Because <laughs> it don't matter if it makes sense. If the Spider Man is fighting the thing, and I want Spider Man to win, Spider Man's gonna win. If I want the thing to win, the thing is gonna win. It don't matter how I get there. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Stan had a damn point. <laughs> he's gonna well, make yeah, absolutely. You know, he's gonna make it win or make it with whatever happened. It's gonna happen because that's what they want to happen. Um, and and it has to fit a bigger picture. So like like anything going forward, I'm along for the ride. It's been fun. It's it's still fun. The and now we're less than two months away. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we are here. We are. We, we we have less than two months for Loki, which is going to be interesting to see what's coming up with that. We're finally getting a release of Black Widow, which I think is not going to be moved again because they have relented and they're doing the whole Disney Plus premium deal, which I don't agree with. Well, they should. You know, I don't agree with it this late in the game. You should have done this a long time ago, and you could have kept shit on track. Just saying. I don't like, and I've said it before. I don't like charging a premium to get a movie that's going to go to the base plus subscription t- in general. Just to get. Hey, bro, I'm going. I'm vaxxed now. I'm going. Um, <laughs> I'm just being fucking real, bro. AMC's open up for me sure. to go see fucking Black Widow, and I'm there. Sure, and you know it. But I mean, it, it just—I I didn't support it when they did it before. If you're gonna put it out, put it out for me to own digitally with my yep. digital collection. Uh, don't just oh, this to you—you you get to early access is basically what you're paying for. It, so it, it, it's like either either give it to us to own, and we have infinite access to it on all of our stuff uh, with my other digital stuff, or or, or go the HBO route. And try to, you know, what it's very interesting with the HBO route, man. They have not, it's not affecting the the box office sales for what they think. For, you know, right now they have an expectation of what box office should be due to uh, COVID and everything. And they're really happy with it. And it's still doing well on HBO. So, like. And that's because you're allowing fans who are on the fence for certain movies to watch that movie from the comfort of their own home. Mm-hmm. And then, like me, go, man, I honestly think it'd be fun as shit to watch Mortal Kombat in theaters. That's some shit to watch. I would pay some money to watch it. But then I go, okay, well, well, 
Would I do the same for Godzilla versus Kong? I did not finish that movie. It bored me. I'm not into kaiju like that, I don't think. Coffee. Coffee. All right, so coffee is a term. Uh, coffee is a drink. Correct. Right? Very good. It's also a bean. Some people really like coffee. You know? I can enjoy a cup of coffee. If the circumstances are like, it's just typically cold when I like to have, I don't like to drink coffee in like August. That's just because it's going to heat up my core. Right? Sure. Sure. So, like, am I always feeling coffee? No, it's there. I can enjoy it from time to time, but it's not something that really drives me to go see, you know? So, so, so I can. Put that same label on something that is also entertainment. Like it's like it's coffee. It's there. I don't hate it. You know, I don't love it either. Like typically, when I have coffee, I'm like flavoring it up with, you know, uh, creamers and sugars. Non-coffee flavored shit. Yeah, exactly. Oreo creamer or something. <laughs> I'm putting Oreos in my in my coffee. But uh, so like, would I enjoy Kong versus Godzilla with Oreos? Maybe. <laughs> Kong plus Godzilla plus diuretic, though. Probably not. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I watched that first Godzilla movie that they that they did. Um, the new ones. Cause Brian got, Cranston. Aaron Brian Taylor Cranston. Yeah, that one. Yeah. 2014. Yeah, they did that one. And I, I just never was driven to see any of the other ones. It, it just... It never really popped up on my radar. It's been available to watch on free streaming services, and I haven't watched it. So there you go. <laughs> if something is available for free, and I ch- actively choose not to watch it, I'm probably not going to watch it. Correct. So again, I, I'm not talking shit about it. It's just what it is, you know. In, in Mortal Kombat, I I canceled my HBO to save money. So I haven't watched Mortal Kombat. Am I driven to go see Mortal Kombat as a, as a video game fan? I want to see how it is. And I also really enjoyed the original. Have I been a big Mortal Kombat fan in the last 10 years? No. Do I know anything about the fucking franchise? No. <laughs> I don't know a damn thing about it, so I'm going in pretty blind. Which I've heard is pretty It's pretty good on lore, so cool. You know, there's, there's a lot of good fights, cool. I, is it going to be a popcorn flick if I watch it? Yeah. Can I watch it around my kids? No. So when can I fucking watch it? Usually at late at night when the kids are in bed and I'm too busy watching World War II documentaries. It's, 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 when, I'm watch- it's when I should watch it. So, will I watch Mortal Kombat? We'll see. Uh, <laughs> that's my life right now, dude. Last night, sitting there, chilling out. I got caught up on Invincible. But then I'm like, all right, we're diving into the Nazi party. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's scary shit, man. Yeah. Go, go, go learn your history, because it's scary shit. Those who don't watch History Channel are doomed to repeat History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> Best I could do is five bucks. Because <laughs> yep. that's all you're going to see on History Channel now is Pawn Stars, American Pickers, um, American Pockers, uh, the, the the hardcore picks. American uh, Restoration. Counting cars. Whatever drivel they have on there. It, MTV stopped doing music and the History Channel stopped talking about history. Yeah. Something's wrong. Okay, so is Comedy Central going to stop doing comedy? Because if so, I'm tapping out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> sure. I'm done. 
It's happening. It's coming. Comedy Central's done. <laughs> wait tomorrow we'll be like, we're Dramedy Central now, motherfuckers. Oh, fuck. He's like, it's, it's like Comedy Central. We know drama. TNT's like, the fuck? <laughs> no, Comedy Central. We are drama. They're like, wait, huh? And it's just, it's just the South Park characters starting shit with all other TV shows. It's like, fuck you, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> like, Gottman, I have a confession. What is a cow? <laughs> Your mom's having an affair. <sighs> I would love to see like a straight no punchline episode of, of like South Park, which is supposed to be treated as straight drama, but that's the funny part of it. They need to do that episode and it needs to be in the desert. So it can really be the driest non comedy. <laughs> yeah. Tumbleweeds. Yep. Overall, uh, I think it's unfair because I've because I've heard like, did you like WandaVision more? Did you like uh, like Falcon? Two different experiences. No, they're two different, and it's not fair to compare them. It, it, it's it's almost like comparing the MCU films. It's like it, it's one thing if you want to compare MCU films that are part of a like a like a, like the Captain America films. You like one. Do you like do you like First Avenger, Winter Soldier, or Civil War? It's like so. It's, it's okay. I think it's okay to compare those or Iron Man one, two, and three because those are central character films. Uh, but when you have like, it's unfair to like like. Did you like Winter Soldier or Endgame better? That's not fair. Two different experiences. But this is another way to to flex it is to say like people didn't read the original Avengers comics and then go criticize the offshoot Spider-Man single issues for not having as quality of content. Usually it was the other way around, actually, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it was never a compare and contrast because what it was was these side stories, your, uh, your uh, you know, spectacular Spider-Man and, and shit like that were ancillary stories to tell more about these characters, to give you more backstory, more insight. That's what these are about. WandaVision is learning how Wanda's going to, like, because nobody talked about, like, how's Wanda going to deal with the fact that Vision got fucking, like, murked out how he did? That's a pretty traumatic thing to experience. And then, like, all the other shit she's been through, damn. Then they found a way to, like, oh, it's self-contained. It's its own story. It can lead her to go her own route and interact with other Avengers down the road because that's the whole point of this universe is they can have their own shit that doesn't have anything to do with anything else and then come Mm -hmm. back to the bigger picture because that's the point. Here we go. Same thing with Falcon, now Captain America and the Winter Soldier. They did a phenomenal job of telling the story, building the world, giving us. Um, the only thing I think was kind of weak, there was one character story that I don't think did anything. Torres. Aside from introducing the Flag Smashers, what in the fuck is his purpose? He is a super non-utilized guy in the chair that never got his hands dirty and didn't do much of shit. But Sam keeps calling him for advice. I don't understand it. I just don't. I don't think the series is perfect, Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, I don't think it was, you know, perfect. I, I, I think there was a... I think it's difficult I, I think this series rode that line of being a movie and being a being a like a limited series, uh, with with its pacing, with its you know utilization of characters. I felt like a character like that got lost in the shuffle because they were trying to do so much stuff with so many other things because they had extra time and other episodes to do so. 
Absolutely. Uh, so there, I mean, so it, it's not a perfect, uh, you know, completion, but like the character moments that it hits, it hits. Um, I got to bring up before we close up shop, I got, I got to bring up, you know, it seemed like those one, uh, like, like the arrest, uh, Bucky and, and Walker, uh, captured the, the flag smashers that are getting away and get them arrested. And then it seems like, okay, they're going to be uh, carted off and, you know, the last police or guard or whatever, as he's, as they're closing up the vehicles, like one world, one people, and like, oh crap, shit, he's on the inside, dude. And they're like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, he's, you know, we aight, right? They weren't all right, because then there's like Alfred uh, <laughs> sitting over there with a car bomb. Thanks, Zemo. And yeah, Zemo's little Alfred dude. And Zemo hears this. Is that the episode title? Zemo's little Alfred dude. (laughs) 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 Oh, I like that quite a bit. Um, That's good. Yeah, I I like that a lot. Uh, And and Zemo got his, you know, Zemo got what he wanted, you know? Definitely. I like that. I thought that was a nice little touch. Um, we, you know, we already talked about John. The speech. Sam's speech to the senators. Oh, that was amazing. And the we fact the that it was on. To change this. And it was on television. And it was, you know, it was being televised because the, the news was there covering the, cover, covering the attack. And here is Sam dressed up as Captain America. He Nobody crowned him Captain America. Nobody said, you're the new Captain America. He took it. He, he, uh, he's wearing it. And he's speaking, you know, and he he said a lot a lot of awesome truths, basically like saying, "Look, you know what, you know, you're so focused on the fact that she attacked you, you're not even worried about why." No one has asked the question of why. Why did she do this? It wasn't that she did it. No one wants to know what she was going through. And again, here we are. Good man, Sam Wilson. Man, did not you know? Did some of that speech not echo, Steve? You, you, yes. You, you, you know, obviously there there are some other like motives in here, uh, and 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 other themes explored with Sam. But that sentence, that was a Steve line. You know. Oh yeah, through and through. Uh, also, I will say it's interesting because Sam Wilson is now almost single, not single handedly, but. He is responsible for the return of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because his speech is what leads them to pardon Sharon. Not directly, but as a as a side swipe. They tell her what? We may have an old position. You're be able to give you your old position back where she was Agent Carter, Agent 13 in S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. So S.H.I.E.L.D.'s coming back now? What does that mean? Then does that mean the fallout from Sam now being Cap is that S.H.I.E.L.D. will be brought back to kind of be at his disposal? Or is it going to be used to foil him? Will it be rehydrated? I guess we'll find out in Captain America 4. A and the Winter Soldier. Um, but no, dude. Also, uh, revisiting the Isaiah stuff. Going back. Great way to pay tribute to him. Um. Yeah, no, that was a, like that was some good shit. Taking it would have been 
It would have been cool too, though, if they would have done and not to just harp on this. It would have been cool though if they would have added a similar tribute for Lamar, because I feel like he gets swept under the rug. Like, yep, he died for sacrifice. So what? Big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Only person that cares, John Walker. Everyone yeah. else. Is like, <laughs> yeah. John Walker's like, why is it not? Why does it seem like I'm the only one that cares? And they're like, who? <laughs> this is why I got angry. And Sam is like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You ain't even asking why. He's upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, good show. Good show. Good stuff. I like it. Absolutely. Big fan of this season, series, whatever it's going to be. Will we get more? Maybe. Whatever it is. I I'm grateful that we have anything MCU right now. Absolutely. And um, let me just say, I know that there was some conjecture. And I think, we did, did we talk about it last week on the show? Or maybe it was in the group chat about um, how there could be some shows could be multiple seasons because they're how they were listed and, and, and submitted to the Emmys. Honestly, I did that so that. I think they did that for these for these series, not because to indicate what could have more seasons or not, but to not have too many lines cross when they go to be nominated. That way, it's like okay, you know, uh, it's this not one fair. Can be nominated is limited. This one can be continuing. Well, even yeah. if they don't, because that way, uh, each one has it has an opportunity to win, and you're not in a category where like both of them are lumped in together or three of them are lumped are lumped in together, to where it's like okay, who's gonna win? Will it be the you know best outstanding series? It's is it Wandavision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, or some other thing that's not MCU related? It's like oh wow, cool. We have a we have a category that's just Bridgerton. You know, yeah, and, and the winner is Bridgerton because that's the only non-MCU thing that we don't want to give it away. And what the? So no, I think they did it to help kind of spread the love a little bit as far as the categories go. Definitely, 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 Brando. But uh, I think we are at a pretty decent wrapping point, mm -hmm. my dude. I agree, man. Next week we're going to be hitting up Invincible, great series over there. Uh, you know, just like you said, you're really happy that we're getting a lot of MCU stuff, and I'm just happy that we're getting anything. But also, what a great time to be releasing Invincible right when people's uh, appetites are being satiated with uh, WandaVision and now with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, Invincible gets to be a part of that. And its own total unique mm -hmm. name. Absolutely. 100%. And it's – it. I'm so glad we got Dick in on that because uh, uh, I've been telling everybody, watch this, watch this. you know. And a lot of people are just like, oh, okay, it's a cartoon. I'm not really going to – like, dude, I don't care. Shut watch. the fuck up and watch it. It's not a cartoon. It's a drama that they told through animation. Shut the fuck up about it and enjoy it. So good. And honestly, Brando, not to spoil anything I'm going to say next week. I kind of want them to do a live action Invincible with how well this is going. Just saying. Well, you know what? Uh, honestly, now I don't want them to. Originally, that was the that was the plan. That was the whole thing with um, um, uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. They were trying to get this thing pitched and everything, and it, it kept it like it fell through. And they ended up landing on this like an animated series at at Amazon, and that's just kind of how it took took form because originally it was going to be a movie, but I I think. They have way more time and creativity to be able to tell their story by having it be animated because you get to do almost anything. It's limitless. One thing that popped me, pushing the dude into the kitchen island and him being cut, sliced, completely <laughs> split in half. 
I am like, okay, all right, whoa. Some of the shit that they do in this is just over the top, and I absolutely love it. And uh, I think you can't do that in a movie. Like, you can. You're right. You, you, it wouldn't be as good, though. wouldn't be totally unbelievable. Well, it's like you could do it, but it's like I, I just don't think they would. Fair point. The ratings and all that shit. But, folks, tune in next week to Journey into Comics 343 where we're going to dive deep into the series of Invincible from Amazon Prime. Catch up this week if you want to talk with us about it because it is a great show, great series. We'll be getting into it more. Folks, check out the Journey into Comics podcast and network, journeyintocomics.com. Get us on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, many others. Just search Journey into Comics Network. Get that feed. Subscribe. Go to Game Addicts Podcast. Get Brando's feed. Go to rankemall.rocks. Get our feed of amazing music-based conversation. I think that's that's it, Brando. We're, we're out of here. All right, here, man. Let's get out. All right, folks. Well, for Journey into Comics 342, Zemo's Little Alfred Dude. <laughs> it rhymed. I didn't mean to. I'm Nate. I'm Brando. As always, pop your caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, guys. <laughs>